Welcome to The Best Podcast. I'm very excited to be catching up with my friend Steve Giles, who's in America at the moment. Steve is a vocal coach, a podcaster. You'll probably know him from the Naked Vocalist podcast, and if you haven't tuned into that, you absolutely must. And he's a bit of an entrepreneur, I can't even say the word. So hi, Steve. Hi. Hi, lovely to be here. Thank you. Yeah, and just to, just to clarify again, I know we had a little chat about this before, but I just I know it's my thing said unstable again. So let me know if it, if it goes haywire. Okay, all right. right. So we've got lots to catch up on, but uh, there's going to be some people who don't know much about your background and the conversations I like to have on this podcast are about where did you come from, you know, how did you get into singing and how did that lead to teaching? So Let's start somewhere near the beginning. So tell me a little bit about your singing background. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I fell into it, to be honest with you. Um, I, I, I owe, I owe basically what I have now in my life to, to one man, and uh, that's Gareth Henderson. Um, I know obviously Gareth involved in Bast and, and, and teaching. Um, I, I went for a singing lesson one just odd, odd situation. Went for a singing lesson with him, and he forced me to become a part of his thing, to become a part of everything that he did. Um, and uh, I'm not sure why, because I really, really couldn't sing then. Uh, I don't know if it's my boy band looks, or uh, or just you know wanted a wanted a friend. But but yeah, I I, I went from one lesson to working at his. Um, his early 2000s, working at his children's group, um, teaching there. And I had lessons with Gareth for a few years. And then, and then uh, um, along that time, went to music college. And then, and then I went to London for a workshop one day and uh, met John Henney. And obviously, the first time meeting John Henney and his shop was all about the essence technique. Uh, and this really found me because... I, before I met Gareth, <laughs> my my life would 100% revolved around football. Nearly called it soccer, football. And um, it, to the point I, I got to quite high standard and, and I couldn't see anything else in my life. Then injuries and all sorts stopped that. So then I had to do something else. And, and, and this came along at that point. And John Henney brought this technique to the table, which for me, it resonated for me in the way that football coaching did you do this thing for long enough and your voice will change and uh, that was that was a massive turning point for me with my own voice and with the hope of teaching in the future so that was really the start what um and then what took you to that very first lesson out of curiosity <laughs> that was actually uh, an ex-girlfriend that's how crazy this situation is. She was just like, "Do you want to um, do you want to come to my lesson?" And I and I um, so I just went along and sat in the corner. And it was that moment where Gareth was like, "Have you tried singing? Have you tried?" And obviously, I've done a bit of Robbie Williams on the karaoke, um, and feeling that sense of every time you sing songs like that, any song Westlife at the time. There's Westlife. There was Boyzone. There was Robbie Williams. There was. Um, and, and jamming into these F sharps and Gs. I didn't know that was what they were at the time, but that, that, that sense of the, within the, the football lads could yell it. They could yell those sounds. Uh, I knew I could get there a little bit easier than those guys, but, you know, that was as far as my, my, my vocal training had gone before that point. And then, and then it, it unfolded from there. Hmm. Um, and like I say, after, after John Henney, really that meeting with John, um, and then transpired to meeting Dave Stroud, etc. It just opened up a whole. I mean, my, my life just changed after that. The, 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 the global opportunities, just exciting stuff. It, along with Chris, you know, we, we, a lot of the stuff I've done in singing, we've done together. Um, from from gigging together for twelve years uh, with two other guys for the most part, gigging together, traveling to gigs in a van, talking about voice, training together, um, training as teachers together. 
and then also going to do teaching gigs together as well. It's, it's been it's been an unbelievable journey. I'm, I'm, and it really, you know, when people ask, people ask, what's the answer to this? I, I honestly put it down to just, just be, knowing the right, knowing people and being in the right place. No other, you know, clearly attitude, I think, has a, has a, a part of play here, open-mindedness, but... but it's been a crazy ride, and here we are in America. Right. Well, we'll get to that in a moment. Um, so if you hadn't have found singing and teaching uh, and then your football career sort of wasn't going where you had hoped it would go, what would you have done? Mm. That's a great question. I think that I, based on, based on I've, I've, I've clearly studied what it is about teaching that kept me doing it for 15 years whatever it is now and I think that there's three there's three components um, one of them is um, acceptance to a community and you can get that anywhere right the second one is the second one is uh, growth personal growth and obviously this world of singing and something that was kind of cool at the time um, fascinating new world of uh, information that you can learn about the voice was really a trigger to begin with so and again it, it could have i guess it could have been anything it could have been, it could have been anything at the point that if, if i was if i was guided by someone at that point to a new community that then opened my mind to a new source of information that probably would, probably would have, would have been it as well but the, the third piece is an interesting one and, and i really put this down to my upbringing um because the psychologist, especially the, the child psychology that I've worked worked with over the years, I you analyze yourself and you go, well, I, you know, why do I like doing? Why do I like killing myself for ten hours a day in a studio for somebody else? <laughs> you know, why do I, in, in a sense, without sounding egotistical, why do I like giving? Why do I like that feeling of someone benefiting from me? which is probably a selfish thing. And by the way, if anybody wants any more information on that, reading the book Altruism by, um, is it Matteo Ricard? Ricard you, you can Google it. Um, it really dives into what, what we as humans want. And, uh, and, that, and I really do believe that because of my upbringing and the fact that I was basically surrounded by love my entire life, I, I, I've got, a, and I, know, I understand a lot of people aren't, so, but I do think that's why I've been given such a facility to then be open enough to give to others. And I think that was because, and then I felt it when, after doing it, you feel that you get that back and, and, and it really is an amazing feeling. It just, I think anything, and it could have been a football coach if my, my leg was, leg was, was good. Um, but, it, but I guess anything that, that involves those three things because of this stability that I had in my life, I feel like, um, I was ready to grow and, um, and uh, so, so yeah, it really could have been any industry, I think. Mm. But teaching, which is part weird. Of it. Teaching definitely a part of it, yeah. Which is kind of weird for a lot of people to understand, and it always puts a lot of people off. Like, well, I, I almost think that some singers that come and work with me, they want to hear me say, "Singing is, a, you know, the passion of my lifetime," and it, music was the thing that drove me to this. And 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 it and it, and it kind of it wasn't, you know. I love boy bands, but. But but it really is more about what I what can what I can do for other people, which in turn is is actually isn't it isn't is is giving as it sounds because there's such a selfish component to that. Mm. So, what do you think you brought from football into teaching or into singing? Like I mean, like I say, I, I really feel like, and even to this day, my teaching revolves a lot around progression development. And there's a real core to that, which which I which I had an element of when I started, but it's really compounded in my beliefs now about what I feel people need from singing, and and what I can deliver them. And it, and it really, and of course, I'm biased because it, it, the foundation of that really does come from the, the, the football, which is, you know, I I had some I did I clearly had again I don't want to sound egotistical, but I clearly knew how to play football, like almost like naturally, like balance. Uh, shifting all that kind of stuff that, that worked for, for sports like that 
Um, but but I trained, you know, and I was and I was obsessed with it for hours. You know, it was my lunchtime, it was my after school, it was weekends, and and so this well, you know, there's some natural ability there, but it's the time spent doing the right things. You work with the right coaches, you get scouted for a professional team, and then you work with some amazing coaches, and then it just propels. And so that is what I am clearly uh, clearly drive me with the coaching that I do now. Mm. So how well. We'll come back to that because I'd like to ask a bit more about that. Um, so tell me, uh, you then started teaching um, with Gareth and um, and then kind of what happened there? How did you and Chris get into the podcast? What what was, how did that start? Yeah, I mean, that was simply... And, and, and honestly, driving to driving to gigs, and because we were talking about it so much, we drove ourselves insane. Um, and almost needed an outlet, you know. And and we, and, and also, it, it, it seems too easy. But but we were listening to a to another podcast a lot at the time because we were we were in, we were um, we were uh, very into our fitness at the time, and we were reaching out for for podcasts and things to learn about that. And we realized there wasn't any, really anything at that time on singing. And we were learning so much great stuff in, at that early part of our career um, that we felt needed to be shared. And could, because we were so excited about it and because we had the time at gigs, around gigs, we lived together, um, we had the time to, just to share it. And, and again, it just felt really good. It, it was a really great experience for us to learn, share, get feedback, um, and, the, and and now to see where that's where that's gone to is is again it's 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 it's, a, it's, a, it's been a it's been a gradual a gradual journey but 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 so so much fun along the way so, so what, much what fun. has doing the podcast brought you then so clearly the the contacts with 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 people like having something having a having a having a having a reach and a crowd and an audience clearly gives you some weight to speak to people uh, which is one of the things that we say to say to the audience now is that you know if anything, if Chris and I haven't learned anything in a, in our probably you know our combined twenty to thirty years teaching, if we haven't learned anything to offer people ourselves, the weight that we have as an audience uh, that we can reach out to people that, that do know what they're talking about, um, will will we'll, we'll give some can give some real value and and um, and so speaking to the people firsthand speaking to one of the, the the greatest voice scientists of our of our time Ingo Tietze and others um Kitty Verdolini um being involved in the networks that 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 we have that we've been involved in for years you know it's the same thing it's the people you know the people and also the time spent you know it, it definitely over the years is is for, for slash encouraged chris and i to to re- research more to, to to make sure we do know what we're talking about uh to, to some degree mm. at, le- at least have some foundation to answer questions that people ask and also you know people ask pe- you don't know what people want until they ask and we've uh, we've been asked so many questions over the years and even now the amount of questions that we get in our facebook inbox we haven't in the past week because I've, I've disabled our Facebook <laughs> Facebook uh, plugin on our website because for that for that reason just just for the minute because we we don't have the capacity to, to, to answer them and it's not fair really but um, but yeah so so yeah the amount of questions we get so then what that you know it tells us what people want and for me selfishly and personally along this journey that has helped me understand what singers what let's not call them singers what humans really want from this singing thing that they do. Mm. So what, what do you think is the number one thing that they want then? Um, I think they want, I, I think, I think two, there's two things. I think most people want to feel good mm-hmm. when they sing. And that may sound obvious, but so I can dig that a little deeper, a little deeper. But the other thing is a, a more, a more practical thing. I think they want motivation to the point where I think that I, I've almost considered calling myself a, a vocal motivator, but that's just too weird, and uh, and I just weird everyone out, and they would never book any lessons. Um, do you know what I mean, though? Like, I, 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 based on based on, I know everyone's by everyone's got their 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 viewpoints, but based on 
the year's teaching based on seeing what singers have done in the studio, the questions we've got through the podcast, whether there, there seems to be a lot of confusion over what singers want to achieve and what needs to be done to get there. Um, I feel like the biggest, the, the biggest emotion the thing is that we, and again, we have to be, we have to be careful here that the lens we're looking through is, is a lens of we're teaching people to sing so that we're going to be, uh, we're going to, people that, that need help are going to gravitate towards us. I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that have never asked for a singing lesson and are skipping along uh, in their days, just loving life and loving their voice. But from my experience, there are a lot of unhappy people in this world based on the fact that their voice doesn't do what they want it to do. And that can be, uh, somebody who hasn't had any lessons in their life, someone that, you know, we, we all hear, singing isn't for me, or, um, or, you know, you don't want to hear me sing, or, you know, or I'm tone deaf, that level. No exposure, have dabbled a bit, singing a happy birthday, whatever. They're unhappy with their voice. Uh, then you've got the, the prof- more professional, more amateur professionals where, even artists they've worked with over the years, going in the studio, an element of, I'm just going to get through this session. Yeah. My voice is tired. Uh, it doesn't allow me the creative options that I need. To the corporate singer who has to get through four gigs a weekend, and, and it's co- as I get older, it gets even worse. I, I feel the increase in, in fatigue. There's a lot of unhappiness. Uh, and I think we are... For one thing, in, in artists, let's look at artists. What do we say to artists? We say, express yourself. Don't worry about your voice. Don't worry about the fact it doesn't work properly. It doesn't work the way you want it to work. Just be free. Express yourself. But in my opinion, freedom and expression comes from safety, comfort, right? And, and, and the, the, the sense that you're able to do that. And I feel the root of that is, do I feel happy with my voice? Do I feel what I like to call a sense of flow? Do I feel like I'm creating energy that's unrestricted with my voice? Which will gravitate a little bit towards a, a more classical, old-school approach, I know. And I know that in the contemporary, contemporary teaching, people are scared about that because we, you know, we don't sing that way. But there's a void here, and I feel there's a balance to be swayed back to if we can start to create some, some energy, some consistent energy with our voice people are happier with that they, they, they've got a sense of happiness with that that then they're more happy to go out and perform with and they feel less judged because of that how do we do that it goes back to my training which is you have to do something to make it happen and, and that is regular consistent changing of the voice uh which you know a lot of the time comes down to uh vocal exercises in whichever form they come in yeah. Um, which has been given a bad rap, but but again, I, I feel it's necessary. I understand why people don't like to do it. If you look at reward systems and the way habits are formed, vocal exercises don't give us half the things that we need to, to to ingrain that habit. But this is why, again, it comes back to me as a teacher, and what I what I feel like I have to give is how do I how do I make the, how do I encourage a singer to, to train? It's my job. Back to the day when I first started teaching, I got annoyed when singers were, I'm giving all this information and doing nothing with it, right? What, how dare they? Why are they not practicing? Well, it's my job. It's actually my job to do that. It's my job to encourage them to do that. And, and I think if we shift, the, shift the, the emphasis to that, to in this next 45 minutes, my job is to somehow make this person want to train their voice on a more consistent basis, then I think we're going to see a lot more happier singers. Mm. So what's changed then from the way that you would approach uh, teaching, say, tw- 10 years ago to what you do now then? What, what... Mainly that. <laughs> in, in that when I, I know that when I first started teaching, because of this overwhelm of information. Yeah. Technical information. Technical information, yeah, voice science, et cetera, which is so fascinating, and I loved it. Mm. I, I was, um, it made me happy that I knew this information. Yeah. Uh, the benefit to me as a teacher that I feel was that I was so passionate about it that people couldn't help but be encouraged by my passion. Mm. Did it maximize their time with me? Definitely not. 
so so since then I've learned that and I've learned the fact that your voice science is great. Talking about it is great as teachers. Does it just just knowing the encyclopedia of the voice make you the best voice teacher? Absolutely not, and far from it. And so now swaying more towards my goal as a teacher, my vision as a teacher, which is how do I make this singer do more? And by the way, I don't mean how do I how do I get more people singing? I mean there, there is some truth in that. You see a lot of let's just say like choir choir Facebook pages saying singing is good for you. You know you should do more. Come and join our choir. You know it's like a it's like a, a pull for the choir. But and there obviously is truth in you feel happy when you group sing. But but what I mean is. I, I, my motivation is making is encouraging singers to do more focused training things that are going to propel the change in their instrument that's going to deliver the results that they want mm. so that's where it's changed for me as opposed to just try this new thing because i learned it yesterday and it sounds cool yeah so i wanted to go back a little bit to the podcast and the business side of things yep. did did the podcast impact your business at all? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it just does. I mean, I, like I said, I've, I've moved to moved to the States now, and obviously that's quite a, I mean, we've got a great uh, business opportunity out here, um, and that's why we made the change. But, um, you know, online online teaching is something that you can't do unless people know about you online right. you know across the world um you know i think even on our local in local areas as a teacher you can get by without being online i think um if you know if you engage engage in the community you're definitely going to do that and i'm sure a lot of teachers get success in that way but but in order to maximize your time and, and everything, definitely online is the way and, and, and the podcast and, and then the relating opportunities we've had as, as, a, as a result of that has really, has really helped with that. Mm. So what has been, um, what were you expecting from the podcast when you first started and did that happen or did other things happen that were unexpected, negative or positive? That was a bit of a daft question, but I hope. No, no, I love it. I'll just try and I'll try and uh, I love every part of it. So the first, the first bit, yeah, I, I it did. It, what, what we set out to do happened, which is Chris and I talking genuinely talking about voice. So we learn more. People can learn from it, and and, and that may sound twee, but it really was the truth. Which is actually why I think we've had the success we've had with it, because there, there isn't people feel people feel when you're not genuine. And, um, and I think that Chris and I really can base a lot of our success on the fact that we were just the louts that we were at school. Um, and we weren't trying to be something that we weren't. And so delivering that was the, app for, you know, the, the, the first goal. Since then, obviously, goals shift a little bit. And, and really, the, only goal, the, the main goal that we should do now is we don't, because of the other responsibilities in our lives and the fact that our other businesses have taken off and uh etc we don't have as much time as we had back then and we're not living together anymore which really helped and so now it's about how can we facil- facilitate the growth and continued assistance to the singers that clearly have had i mean i guess have had some benefit from what we've done over the years how can we continue that whilst not having the time to do it and so we're, we're really looking into that now and, and that's been the the only negative to this so far i think is is that we've in the past year maybe 18 months is we haven't been able to deliver what we've what we were before because of our change in lifestyle mm. yeah that's the only thing well, chris has gone and had a baby <laughs> and then, yeah exactly yeah who does that yeah, and yeah. then you've gone and moved to america yeah, yeah. so let's talk about but if, oh go on I was just going to say, if if you're asking that in terms of thinking about other teachers, I'm thinking obviously this is just a bass, right? I'm thinking, you know, what other teachers, what would you know, would they get value from doing a podcast or something like that? Right. Why I was asking because obviously there are going to be teachers who are thinking, how can I build my business and should I get into podcasting and will it be worth it and how how will I, you know. No, hmm. worth it. Yeah, yeah, and and um, 
there's a very salient um, reasoning for doing a podcast, well, or at least um, measurement, I think, of, of whether you should do do one, and that's whether you feel comfortable doing this kind of thing. I know that sounds obvious, but you need to be okay doing it. You need to be okay exposing everything and knowing that it's, what you say is is out there forever. And uh, 10 years down the line, you're probably going to be eating your words on some things. But that said, I think deeper than that, and I've also put a lot of thought into this as well in terms of the success of a teacher and what you need to succeed. Clearly depends on your beliefs of the teacher. My, as I said, my, mine really are, how can I motivate singers to do more focused training? Um, but that differs for people. But I still believe there's five or six fundamentals that a teacher would need to look at, one of them including you know, marketing. And, uh, and uh, just, to, just to stack it up, I really believe that it starts with, with empathy, right? Jacqueline and I, we did, a, we did a workshop in London last year on all about empathy. So we could talk about that for hours, but, but we really feel like that's a, that's a baseline. Are, does this thing feel like you care about them? And normally if they feel, feel like there's a genuine care, then you mean you do. Um, and I, I think most teachers can pick that box. The next one up is knowledge. Um, you know, you, you set safety, the, the empathy. The next one up is the knowledge, the, the information that you, that, you, that you hold. Clearly, I, I believe that that gives an indication of, of trust to the people that are booking with you, right? Again, we have to look at human instincts, like the, what, what, what a singer want and, and the safety and growth, safety and growth. So, so safety first, can I trust this person? And then you've got like three or four other ones on top of that, I feel that are kind of, not you can always have a mixture of these ones depending on who you are and who you want to reach and 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 one of those is uh one of those is uh is uh perceived value marketing with the one we're talking about right now you know do do i am i am i mixing with the right people am i working with artists am i working with people on the west end am i uh Am I, uh, have I written a book? Any, you know, those things for me, the main reason for those things are the, the thing inside people's minds that make them go, wow, I could be that as well. Hope for growth, right? And then, and then you've got on the other side things, you've got the actual activities that you give that person in the moment, exercises, repertoire choices, um, the, uh, many other activities that people throw at them. Now, I think those three really do come into a into a, a little pot of their own, and you could do any number of those things. Oh, clearly, we have to think about that that singer at a time. Do they want to increase their range? Do they want to sing lower? Whatever, like whatever you give them is gonna will have to will have to satisfy that need in the moment. But nevertheless, you could. I feel like you could go for months giving people a mixture of activities, exercises, songs, and the stimulation alone will give them a hope for growth, an innate hope for growth because of the, the stimulation that, that, that gives the, the human mind. So then you've got one other, two other pots. One of them is, you know, can you sing? A question that comes up a lot on voice forums. You should be able to sing a teacher well no actually i don't think knowing knowing how to teach is more important again i don't think they're mutually exclusive right you, you have to there's a definitely a gray area with all these things and i believe that it's just another one you know if you can't if you're not an amazing sing, perceived amazing singer the teacher then it isn't one of your skills and maybe you want to work on one of the other ones but but nevertheless having that ability will give the singer hope that they one day will be able to do what you can do mm. Uh, the hope for growth and I think there's, there's probably one playing the piano is probably another one as well like can you play along whilst they sing again it's just a I guess that's a, a nice thing for for someone to come and engage with but I think that's you know in a nutshell they're the kind of things as a teacher you want to look at so doing a podcast writing a book being a, a kind of um, by the way I don't mean I'm this when I say this but being a celebrity kind of status within this industry um, I think helps to as one of those but i don't think it's absolutely necessary mm. yeah um there was some question that came in but i got lost <laughs> sorry no, okay. it's just on my mind is i'm so sorry i think it's this what are you drinking it's a it's a it's a it's a nitro cold brew i don't know if you get them in england oh, but it's smoothest you can 
you can buy from Starbucks at the moment. Yeah, so I think it's wiring me up. I'm so sorry if I'm ranting. <laughs> I don't drink coffee, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course you don't. No, yeah. I've got my yeah. peppermint tea here. So, um, yeah, podcast, uh, doing a podcast. So, oh, that's what I was going to say. Putting yourself out there, exposing yourself, it can have its negatives, right? So you'll get your yeah. trolls and your, your haters mm. and all that. So how have you dealt with those people? Has it, effect, um, has it affected you? I mean, how, do, how does it, when you see somebody being negative about something that you've podcast about or written about, what, what, uh, what's your reaction? Do you know, because we know this happens, and we've had conversations about this in the past about certain people in particular. But but um, I, I would say that that uh, I don't know the aunt. I don't know why. I don't know why. I think it depends who it is. Let's just say that. I think it depends who it is. I think it. it this may sound. This may sound weird, but if it's singers, I can very quickly be okay with it because. I all, I immediately go to okay. So what's your insecurity? And and I do that in in every day as well. Um, and I'm, I don't mean to be some sort of saint. It's my it's my coping mechanism. I think for that, which is how what is up <laughs> what is up with this person? Why 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 do they want to express this? But but in truth, I, I do I do think that. And, and normally, I, I find a way to to make myself okay with that by saying this. They need someone needs fix. Someone needs help there. Um, maybe I didn't help that time. Okay. And maybe I'm not the person for them in general. Okay. Move on. You're not going to help everyone. The one that really, the one that gets me is to be honest with you, other teachers. Um, because with, with, what I've kind of figured out and the reason why I've had to stay out of a lot of like the teacher discussions is because is with singers, there comes, I I feel there's an, there can often sometimes be an attack of, which is driven by a, you didn't give me what I wanted. Uh, I hate you. Well, that's fine. But but with teachers, it's, it's often accompanied with a self-righteousness. And if there's one thing that in this life that I really, I think it's probably the only thing really getting going is people thinking they're better than. And that's and that is the one that I really struggle to hand like to and so I don't know what the answer to that one is right now. But that's the only thing that's really the one online that I have a hard time with. Um, but in terms of like yeah trolls and stuff, I mean it just, it really does. I, I, I quickly go into do I have time to, to to try and change your mindset now? Probably not. Mm. You know there are millions of people in this world, and sorry, I've got just got to let it go. Mm. Yeah, I had um, a recent incident where um we put out an ad for best and uh, i actually get somebody to put me my facebook ads together and they'd written they'd not so the title of this ad they'd shortened it and basically it said something like learn everything you need to know in 20 you know on our 20 hour course but actually it was supposed to be learn everything you need to know to get started <laughs> that one word yeah to get started yeah, and uh, so it went out, and there was my PA said, "Oh, do you realise there's all these very negative comments on that ad?" And I went to have a look at it, and it was all very valid. Which was like, "How can you teach every you know everything there is to know about teaching in 20 hours?" I was like, "Why are they saying that?" And then I read the ad, and I realised, "Oh, okay, fair enough, hands up." And and um, my PA was going, oh, it's just terrible when people, you know, what's wrong with them? Haven't they, you know, they've got nothing better to do with their time. And I said, no, you don't get it. This is a great opportunity for me to actually show what we're about and what the, what the course is actually about and that mm. I'm watching and I'm taking responsibility. So I wrote a, an e- a message back saying, and I basically um you know, did the link to everybody who had made responses. So it kind of forces them to go and read it. Um, And I said, look, I'm really sorry, hands up. I didn't actually look at the copy. It's not at all our intention to give the impression that we can teach somebody to be a teacher in 20 hours. The ad Mm. should have said, you know, to get started, which is quite a reasonable thing to do in 20 hours. 
And um, and then I sort of went on to talk about, you know, um, what's on the course and um, what we like to encourage. And if you would like to come and join our very friendly and supportive singing community, then it would be lovely mm. to see you in there. And um, and then I'll sign it off with all my credentials because it's the, you know, if people want credentials and they do like credentials, then they can see that I have a master's and, in fact, most of the people who are trainers have master's and or are running really, you know, high-end businesses. But um, it was really interesting how my PA reacted to it, you know, which was very defensive and me turning around going, no, no, you don't get it. This is a great opportunity to really show off what we're about. And, totally. yeah, and, and now I see that from in the past it, it wasn't, I didn't, I would curl up and want to die, you know, if somebody said something negative. And, and in fact, I know that I didn't put Beth or even myself out there very much because I was worried about that and I didn't want to have to deal with it. Um, but now I've worked my way through that and understand that actually people will say what they want to say. There are people out there who, A, don't have very much, uh, seem to have more time than others and like to go around and, you know, police things, whether it's, you know, singing, teaching or jazz or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and... As you said, it's usually something to do with something they're lacking, you know, like they're lacking feeling support or feeling loved or, you know, much. it's very deep, isn't it? Because for someone to be so critical about someone that they've never met before based on one thing which was just an ad, <laughs> I'm like, really, you know, is is that how you see the world that you're going to just make a judgment based on this one encounter or this one little moment. And could you not maybe just be a little bit more sort of questioning rather than assuming, you know, there's, is that really what I meant? You could have said, you know, rather than saying that that's what I meant. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's really turned around for me and part of it was actually having to deal with some negative feedback from some of the videos that you did for um, for the magazine. Sure, yeah. Because yeah. I was shocked. Yeah. I was really shocked at the vitriol that went into, you know, the, the criticism and, um, and I thought it was really interesting, you know, that somebody wanted to be that, you know, mean yeah, you're right because there's, there's there's two layers to that, aren't there? As you say, and one of them again, that was a as a teacher, right, or 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 a um uh, somebody who positioned themselves as a teacher. Um, you, you you're looking at in that moment, you're looking at two levels. One, um, why 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 have they why have they felt the need to do that? So there's like there's that, that deep lacking of something but then but then also with with that, that you know that, that one in particular um there's a I, I always go to what lens are you looking through as a teacher what, what's giving you your beliefs to trigger this mm. you know so it's almost like i want to understand your lens because that gives you insight into the way other people think and that you're not you're definitely not right you're not I mean, say always right. You, you, you're kind of never right, but but it gives you an idea of what I was thinking. But then that next level of like, and now I'm going to attack you uh, as a result is it is a straight yeah. Those two levels are a tricky one to try and try and try and skip past the attack, and then just try and figure out what 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 that person's experience has been in order to give them that lens as to why they think the voice works in this way or that what we said is incorrect, you know, mm. but, but I, I, on, to your point about what's changed about what Chris and I do, and I'm sure it has for you as well. I don't, I don't think we can help, but be a little bit more contrived about the, what we post now for that reason. Unfortunately, I think, and because I know what you said there really, really resonated with me. And the fact that every post we, we put out now, there's definitely this kind of meta thinking in terms of, okay, what do I want to say? Okay. How many, what, what person is that speaking to? What are the people who don't, who that doesn't resonate with? What are they going to think and or say? And then how can I possibly um, soften it or reword it 
in order to give more context to the people that it doesn't resonate with. So there's this whole complex thinking into, into what we post, what we say. And I think, do you know what? Over the time, I think that's probably one of the skills that we've, that we've learned most, and I'm sure you have as well from doing this, is how to quickly think deeper about what you're saying uh, to, in order to not cause offence, to bring more context to what you're saying. Um, in order to just, yeah, to not put yourself on the line. So tell me a little bit about uh, how things have been moving from Britain to the States um, in terms of your business um, and, you know, what's worked, what hasn't worked and what what are the lessons learned so far? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. well, the, the, the business that, that we're running out here is, is, a, is a little different, it's slightly different to what I've been involved in before, although, you know, the business aspects of it are, there are some, there are some similarities. Uh, this is a more musical theatre-based um, organisation for, for youth. Uh, what I've learned business-wise from here is that uh, location matters, um, Massively, I, 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 you get the idea from 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 studying business, and and uh, and if you're a singing teacher, just a sole sole trader, you're going to understand that that if you're in a village that has 15 people in it, then you're possibly only going to have 15 singers, and if you're in a market to that to that village, and that's what you're going to get. Um, the thing here, I mean, it's just been unbelievable to see the requirement for extracurricular activities for children here um and it makes sense in my mind again this is kind of like unfounded sweeping like what, what's, it, what's the word like uni, universality which is you know sweeping i'm just about to deliver a sweeping statement based on no facts um i i you know i believe that you know there's a lot of in, in arizona there's a, especially scottsdale there's a lot of people that have settled here from california uh, with their families because it's a great place to live um, and therefore they have a lot of money and a lot of time on their hands in order to invest in their children and so with that comes what does my child do and I want them to have the best and so you know you 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 you, um, you compare that to Salisbury where I live uh, where, where I lived in England um, and you know it really isn't that, that that demographic at all. It's quite quite the opposite. And and so within the community itself, again, I was lucky that my reach went beyond. I mean, I rarely taught in Salisbury when I was there. So, um, so but but the, but this when you're in the community, <clears throat> having somewhere where you know really looking into the demographic and and what the people want, need, and do they have the facility to 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 pay for what what you, the service that you offer is huge. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I mean, I'll be honest with you as well, you know, the, there's been a reflection on, again, for me, a slight change in what children really, what children need as a demographic in, in learning. You know, I, I did a lot of, I did a lot of research and, and worked with a lot of guys on the psychology of children, which was more around children that aren't that are from backgrounds of, of instability and insecurity and vulnerability. Again, it's a different dynamic here. You know, there, there's a lot of children that are just ready to grow and they, they, feel, they feel comfortable to do so. So then there's a shift in what you're teaching them on that side of things as well. So, so that's been the shift, you know, uh, with that business. Again, I've been lucky from what I've, what, what I've done over the past 15 to 20 years uh, that I've been able that my that my online coaching is is uh, is just as is as strong as it as it has been, um, and some other projects that you know would enable if I was you know with visa process and stuff, it's a bit tricky. And there was a, there was a time when when I was uh, I was offered a project in Europe to go back just recently, uh, but because my visa wouldn't allow me to leave, and it's quite a quite a high profile project. Mm. Um, so, but you know, nevertheless, like if 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 I'm in it, hopefully you know, this this year and next year, those projects will hopefully still come, and and I'll be able to be, be able to jet off for a little while and do those and and come back. But but um, but so I've you know, I'm lucky that that in terms of business, another another I think a valuable thing for me is is there's a, there's a lot of things going on, a lot of sources here that I can rely on. Mm. 
for, for business. So what's what's something that maybe surprised you that didn't work as as you thought it would? What's what's been the lessons? Within teaching in general or here in America or in your in business and maybe in America or you know what because you've obviously done a lot of different projects and you must have had some that worked some that didn't and others that you would have liked to have worked that you couldn't make yeah 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 I I I I don't want to I don't want to just sound I just want to say vague vague statements that just always seem really profound or but 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 my mind always goes there always goes to what's what's the lesson learned from the, the number of projects that I was in or, or organizations that were started and maybe didn't do as successfully as as, as, as they should have done and do you know what the big one of the, one of the things that I think I've learned most is just because you believe in it and just because you love it just because you're passionate about this certain thing doesn't mean that it's a business and I, if any, if there are any teachers that came that asked me directly, any teachers that would want any advice from me on this, on on any of the things that I've done in life, and they said, what should what should I? One of the things that would be it. It would be just because you've gone and studied in music school, or just because you've learned this system cbt or steel or whatever it may be or just because you you've sung all your life doesn't mean that there is a sustainable business that's going to come at the end of it and i and it may sound obvious but you see that i really and i and i i felt it you know it's like you you come out of a course and you're like great like now now i'm going to have 35 students every week and and it, you know, as we know, that just really isn't the case. It, it's you, we have to, you have to think, you have to think in terms of need. You have to think, and, and, and to the point where I'd almost say to yourself, you could almost get more value teaching for free. I know you have to deal with the implications of people not valuing your time and it not being beneficial in that way. But Greg Enriquez, an SLS teacher that I worked with a year ago, one of the things that stuck with me is that he said he spent a thousand hours when he first started teaching. And he learned the most he could ever learn. And, you know, I know a lot of people have got a lot to say, to say about that right now, but I think that it can definitely, definitely be argued that if you start, if you sat down and you, your focus was, what can I learn from these people that are in front of me about what they want as a human that wants to learn how to make musical sounds, as opposed to this con- or construct of, I'm teaching singers. I have to do this thing because I'm a singing coach. I have to do this thing because they're a singer and they want these goals. You would, you would learn so much more than doing a course. And you would, I'm sure, you would walk out the back end of that with a full schedule and um, the potential for more based on what you know. Mm. So if, um, if you had to do anything over again, what would you change i would probably based on the fact that i think the only thing that i would change is i wish i the only thing i wish for i wish for is that i had the knowledge that i have about the way that the human mind works in terms of stimulation now and what people want as everything I just spoke about. Because if I had that 10 years ago, I think I, a lot of the projects that I would have got involved in would have been a lot more successful um, in every way. You know, I really do believe in a fair trade in terms of I would have been able to deliver a much more valuable service and therefore me and anybody else involved in that organization would have got, uh, would have been happy to pay for that service. And I think that really is the the nuts and bolts of it, and that's why I'm really excited now. I'm really not saying that I know that, that I'm finished and that I know everything. Really, 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 really not. But but I do feel a lot more comfortable on that side of things, especially in the in the niches that I've kind of worked into. You know. Mm. So what's next for you? Um, trying to trying to understand. U.S. immigration. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Good luck. There's also 
Yeah, yeah. We've also got some, uh, we've got some big changes with the business here uh, right in this moment today. In fact, uh, there's some negotiations going on with partnerships and so, so there's going to be some huge changes in, in, in responsibility for myself and Jacqueline in this business that, that essentially we're going to be owning uh, fully as opposed to just investment and all that kind of stuff. So that's going to take up a lot of our time. Uh, Chris and I have just recently had some conversations about the Naked Vocalist and, and how we are going to move it forward and some exciting stuff going on there. Again, it's going to mean assigning time, finding ways to fund that um, in order for, for us to reach more people. I can't believe, honestly, I can't believe, even though we don't do a lot these days, just how much people still reach out and the, you know, even even people following us on social media, even though we've for months, people just weekly just keep on, it keeps on growing. So we want, we really want to get some conversation about the moving that on. And then lastly, um, I, as a think as a teacher, I really do want to continue exploring more about the psychology of, of motivation and singers and really what, what, and just to, re, to continue to develop or to, to, to get an under, gain an understanding of how I, can, how I can best work out what they want, not, not on what I think they want or what they're saying they want even, you know. So, so that, that's really where, where this is going. Sounds exciting. Well, I look forward to catching up with you again at some point, like down the track, and maybe next time if you've managed to escape from America, we can catch up for a cuppa over here. I'd love to. Absolutely love to. Honestly, I, I can, can uh, attribute a lot of everything I'm doing now to you as well, Lynn. You know, all these the chats over coffee or going to Ireland for an for a entrepreneurial weekend you know every time every time i spent with you over the years is is definitely filled me with new direction and so uh i'm not just saying that because we're ending a podcast and everybody right. expects people to say right. that at the end of a podcast but <laughs> but no but this is truth you know and and this is why you know i look at what you're doing now and i look at you know your your resilience with with what you're doing in your businesses with icing and 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 and, and bast and and you know what? i think a lot of people just expect you to do it because of who you are, because of this, the strength that you show, the knowledge you have, the different things you've done in your life, you know, starting with being a nurse all the way through to, to what, you've, you, what you've engaged yourself in and, and, and the knowledge that you hold and you, the amount of people you've helped over the years and the projects you've been involved in. And people just, uh, I think people just kind of like, oh, that's Lynn, of course she's doing that, but it doesn't mean it's easy. And, um, and uh, so what you're doing is just incredible to continue to, 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 to offer what you're offering all these teachers. And, and I still, uh, like I say, I'm looking forward to, to this next coffee so that I can get some, get some more advice. Yes, yes, we'll have to chat about my new directions. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, yeah. well, thanks very much for your time. Thanks very much for your compliments and sharing your, um, your very insightful learnings over the last, you know, decade and a bit. And mm. uh, look forward to... Uh, seeing you somewhere thank you so much i look forward to it <laughs>